Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, Director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, thank you guys for joining us once again. We we are, and it probably doesn't come as a great surprise to you that some of our shows are pre-recorded. Well, they all are. And this particular one is going to be a week out from... So by the time that some of these things we're talking about, the situation probably will have drastically changed one way or the other. But regardless of that, there's much for us to talk about uh, in regards to homelessness and the people that are coming into the mission and what kind of services we provide for each one of them. Um, we... We are still uh, doing food boxes, still feeding the homeless, still sheltering as many men as we can upstairs. We're still providing showers for, for the folks from the street to come in. We're trying to set up even one of our, our buildings that we were using for a women's clothes closet right now that we're going to move some aside that one of our, if one of our men happens to need to to be isolated, uh, quarantined, then we can move them down there. And so we're trying to get uh, porta potty trying to get all the things we need. To that end, uh, because the mission is not shutting down and we are concerned about our staff, we're concerned about the program guys, the people out on the street, and also we are concerned about all those people that have been impacted financially because of what has happened with this COVID-19. Having said that, as we talked about last week, that there is never a good time to panic. Panic only results in, in disaster. I heard somebody talking about it, and I don't remember where I heard it, but I thought it was a pretty good analogy. And they said, you know, uh, a house cat cannot kill an elephant. But if a house cat attacks an elephant and and bothers it and disturbs it and it panics it might very well fall off a cliff trying to get away from the cat and so what i'm saying is this is a serious situation these are real uh times that are impacting uh, everybody's finances they are often impacting impacting people's health but still we need to keep our heads about ourselves. And, and really, truthfully, just like I said last week, we need to stop hoarding things in the grocery store and give everybody the opportunity to get the things they need. Right now, manufacturers are overwhelmed, and that never needed to happen. We're impacted at the mission by not being able to get hand sanitizer and the things that we need to keep the mission running. So, and masks. Yeah, we can't find a mask. We've got stuff on back order. So if any of you have been kind of saving up more than you think you're really going to need, I would encourage you to maybe donate some of that to the mission so that we can continue to operate. We are going to continue to operate. Um, I am also reminded that, that the United States during times of crisis, whether it was the Revolutionary War, World War I, World War II, during the horrible Spanish flu outbreak in the early 1900s, 
that the earthquakes, the fire in Chicago, those things, the people of the United States came together as a united people. And there was self-sacrifice and there was caring for each other. And this is the time for self-sacrifice and caring for each other. Your neighbor down the street, your, your uh, relative. And remembering, too, that there are people living really living paycheck to paycheck that may not have an extended family and now they're not able to go to work because their workplace is closed down and right now their their stomachs are in a knot trying to figure out what to do and some of these people are our brothers and sisters in Christ and the rest are those that God has called us to to love regardless of whether they're our brothers or sisters so to that end, there's a lot of needs we have. There's a lot of needs you have. We're going to continue with Easter food boxes. We're continuing to have the men shower for that you know at five or ten at a time. We're feeding the homeless. It's just a little different right now than it has been. I have Eileen Trussell with me again. She is the development director at the Union Gospel Mission, and she works pretty closely with myself and uh, the rest of the, the, the staff in the office there. So, Eileen, I know that you have a couple of things that you would like to talk about, a couple of protocols that we're trying to institute and that the government is trying to institute. So uh, what did you have on your mind right now? Well, just to emphasize, Lord willing, we are going to keep on doing what we can as the Union Gospel Mission that we have in existence since 1962 in Sacramento uh, to help the homeless and the poor. And it's not exactly all the services that we uh, have originally planned, such as the 84 beds for the men. Uh, It's down to about 30, um, but that's because we have uh, program men, recovery program men. Who are from the streets. That are from the streets. They have a nine-month recovery program that they have signed up for, and they reside there. Uh, There is a curriculum they follow. There's counseling, classroom training. It is an intense program. If you know anyone who has a drug, alcohol, any kind of addiction, bondage to sin that uh, needs recovery, uh, this recovery program is an outstanding Christ-centered Uh, curriculum where they get wrapped around with lots of care, love, uh, biblical guidance. Matter of fact, they have Bibles in hand themselves. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but then when they graduate, we help them transition to a a future of, okay, where do you need to go from here? A job, uh, schooling, get their resumes typed up, uh, to housing, there's a lot they have to do to be successful in life again. And uh, our staff are just beautiful people who are uh, really want to, for them to succeed, as well as you know get placed in a good Bible-believing church that they can continue being discipled at. So uh, that is our, our concern, is for the men to be safe, as they uh, uh, reside at the mission, and for the homeless, that we can help them uh, feed them every day with you know brown bag uh, lunches or dinners, and uh, and like Pastor Tim just said, we have the Easter food boxes 
We've always allowed 100 food boxes that we could put together for Easter. We've done it for Christmas and Thanksgiving for many years where families and seniors can come and get that. And uh, But we also give out food boxes every Tuesday and Thursday to families and seniors. Those who have a residence but they can't make ends meet, they just have to call the day before, and, and as long as we have the food, we'll, we will provide them a food box. I just talked to Tim Trenum in our who runs the the kitchen. He's the kitchen supervisor, and uh, we talked about the amount of food boxes that we're able to give out. And he he told me, well, you know what? <clears throat> we'll increase that as much as we can if we get the calls. <clears throat> if we turn somebody away, it is because we don't have the food available or we're overwhelmed with the amount of people that we have. But we're going to hang in there doing everything we can to make sure that whatever bounty of food has been given to us, that we are giving it out to people to make sure that our that people are eating at the mission. It's a little more costly for us to do things this way than it, it was before. But right now, God has supplied the food we need, and I believe he will uh, in the future. And as it is given to us is how we give it out. We don't charge anybody from any, for anything. We don't have any thrift stores. I'm not criticizing any other group that does. But for us, we don't have thrift stores. We give out what we get in the same like manner we got it. And that, um, that's why we've been blessed by stores providing food. We thank all of our donors oh, who yes. give financially. Uh, you know, considering we don't take government money, uh, I'm just amazed by our donors and me too. that give consistently uh, many uh, month to month uh, and a variety of degree of, of finances. Uh, but we have a large overhead and because we do we so do. much. But we do that because of our donors. Thank the Lord. Yeah. Uh, you told me, and, you know, without naming particular names and everything, we never want to embarrass a company or a group or whatever. But I found it extremely encouraging that you said that you're getting uh, calls thanking us for being there and doing what we do. And, I mean, that that's important. I mean, it's we should never need the thanks and uh, of others but it it let me know this morning when you were talking about it that people still know that we're doing the best we can uh, and trying to to follow the lord in everything that we're doing and i i found that encouraging absolutely and just to also mention that uh the homeless it, it, there's a crisis here going on it has been for years uh, it's in the news uh, almost every day. There's not a great solution on how to help the homeless with shelter. There's just no neighborhood really wants them. There's just a, a major issue here. And it is only going to increase now because of that social distancing that we need to do to protect the overall health for the entire nation, right? Um, so, but we're, we're, what we enjoy is that we can do what we can do based on that we have God who is directing us, and mm-hmm. he knows what's going on. He's our provider. He is sovereign over all things. He has his plans for us, 
and everything we're doing is still tied to the center of our name. We're a union of Christians sharing the gospel, mm-hmm. doing the work as a mission. That's, That's right. what we're about, sharing the gospel. So even when we um, pass out the food, we share the gospel with either a gospel tract or a testimony. Uh, we were holding chapel services uh, before dinner every night of the year, twice on Sundays because we had church service on Sunday mm-hmm. with, uh, and then mm-hmm. lunch after and then repeated at night. And even though we can't do chapel service right now because we can't have 150 people sitting together in one room, but we can still at least um, when we're giving out food at night to the homeless, you know, give them a tract of the gospel and and share Jesus with them. Amen. And to your point, uh, and then I want to ask you about some of the other needs that we might have as far as tarps and those type of things that we need to have because there are things that— you don't necessarily think about this time of year, but we are not the only shelter that is undergoing this influx of people are having to limit what our space is available. And so there's going to be more and more people and there's out on the street. And so we need extra things. Right. My wife, uh, Olga, is also compromised because she has MS. And so when we were talking about the mission and everything that's going on. And and she put it, I think she put it well. She said, you know, and I'm kind of, I'm, re, I'm not rewording it, but I don't remember exactly her words, but it all came down to this, that we will trust in the Lord, do the best we can, and that he, we, our lives are still in his hands. And so even in her compromised situation, She's not willing to panic, but knows that God has her no matter what. You know, I mean, even the common flu could put her back in the hospital because when she loses her strength because she's sick, she's, she's just like when she got the infection. And I'm only telling you this because I did not sense any fear in her heart. She trusts in the Lord. Mm-hmm. She loves the Lord. She prays. She does those mm-hmm. things. And you know what it was also sweet is she's concerned about everybody else. Yeah. You know, so I she's only say that woman. not for self-ingrandizement, but to, to say that, you know what? I see that faith worked out in, in mm-hmm. trust uh, from my wife as well. Mm-hmm. Who, Well, she been, she's been married to me for 47 years, so you know that she has <laughs> to have endurance and faith. <laughs> so... What are some of the other things that the folks are going to need? Right. So we have been blessed with donors giving blankets, sleeping bags, and tarps. And I would say that is now a big priority for us. Right. Uh, that, uh, you know, the woman's clothing closet, we've also had to um, put that on hold for now. Where women were coming on Tuesdays and Thursdays. First half hour Bible study, and then they get to go through a beautiful boutique store and, and receive a whole bunch of items, clothing, shoes, hygiene products, and so on. But we needed to put that on hold because we just don't have a large enough room for them to have that social distancing. Again, the, <clears throat> the number one importance is to stop this COVID-19 However, Sabrina has been giving out. Sabrina is the women's yes. clothes closet coordinator, 
And she's been, when a woman comes up and there's been a big need, she's tried to personally get that to them. Right. I saw her do that last night, yep. as a matter of fact. So it it isn't that we're not trying to give out the things that are a necessity out there, right? Exactly. But we, we, we have to rethink. This is new for us, too. Yeah. So we have to rethink the way we're distributing things for the moment, right? Right, right. So instead of the large gatherings, we're still, when people arrive and they have a need and we can give it to them, we will do so. And part of that, again, are the sleeping bags, blankets. So if they can't find a place to stay, uh, we they can at least be warm and comfortable out there in, on the streets. And, and then most importantly, please pray uh, for our homeless. Uh, yeah. There are, are those who don't want to be in their circumstance that need help, that hand, hand up, right? Right. Um, but then there are those, as we all know, hmm. who have those drug and alcohol addictions and, and other forms of bondage, uh, mentally handicapped, way too many out there. And they need our help, all of our help, uh, and especially they need Jesus Christ. Amen. And uh, those, there are some who are really making that choice. They think that they're, I believe their eyes are blinded. Yeah. They think that this is a lifestyle that's fun, enjoyable, and yet it's probably the hardest job they've ever had. Hmm. If you look hmm. into how tough it is to be out there. Uh, so, you know, let this be an opportunity that we can continue to work with them and help them and show a different way of life. Somehow, some way, God can do it through us, right? Yes, and you know what? I'm not trying to be Pollyanna about this thing. It's a serious situation that's going on, but but we will get through this thing. We will get on the other side of this. But it needs to be a wake-up call that we need to be prepared always for these type of things. And for the believing church, we need to refocus on what is important in our churches. And it isn't just being an entertainment center. It is being the center where God is lifted up, praised, and, and that we are giving the gospel message that he has told us to do, right? And that's why, like, the men who join our recovery program and then stay, they have been awoken to their life of sin and bondage to it. And they want to change their life. Mm-hmm. And we know the solution. We know the answer. We know the guidance to give them. It's a beautiful thing when you see the miracles that God can do in someone's life from that uh, most severe circumstance of living on the streets in bondage to addictions to becoming a newborn creation in him. It it is the most wonderful thing to see. And and I've had the privilege for nine years to be able to see many men being transformed at the mission. And uh, the other factor is that the government is also in crisis, not knowing necessarily always what to do with the homeless. And sadly, it's been in the news for many years now. We continue to see it grow and grow in crisis, and yet they don't necessarily, to this day, have a solution. Uh, There's not even you know, places for them to go that they 
set up yet, huh, Pastor Tim? I well, I don't know how many government facilities there necessarily are, but I know that certainly uh, everything is pressed to the limit, and I don't think yeah. there's nearly enough to accommodate, especially if we're closing, if we're having not to be, or if we don't have the ability to accommodate as many people. Certainly, I don't think we have the housing in Sacramento or California to take care of, of all the homeless that we have. And there is your clarion wake-up uh, call for the church, for the government. I will say this, that, that regardless of political bent, we pray for the president, we pray for the governor, we pray for the mayor of Sacramento and all the other mayors and all the other officials that right now, because this is brand new for them too. Um, and I think that, uh, that the, the believing church needs to remember to pray for all of those people as well. Do you not agree? Amen. You know, and so, uh, it's, it's a different time. It <laughs> sure is. But didn't we just, uh, communicate about the devotional? Oh yeah. Right. New Morning Mercies yeah. by David Paul Tripp. Yep. That Pastor Tim, you were inspired to give to the staff and uh, and we were just discussing the devotional from yesterday. Well, okay, so the other day, and uh, if you know to share just uh, one Bible verse sure. that is mentioned, Romans eight eighteen, for I consider that the sufferings of the present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Amen. Amen. And remember, during the time that that was being written, the church was under a horrible persecution, death, torture, all kinds of things. And yet they could say with all uh, earnestness that, hey, Paul says, I don't (laughs) I don't consider the suffering that I'm doing right now to even have the slightest compare to this incredible gift that God is giving us in eternity. And so what seems like eternity to us when we're suffering is still a moment in time. Now, I'm not minimizing that for you that are suffering out there because heaven only knows sometimes you're praying in the middle of the night for the sun to come up because you've been suffering all night and it seems eternal. But God's kingdom actually is eternal, right? Right. So and that's where our hope comes from. So praise God. Amen. And you know what? I am I'm so grateful for the staff, for the donors, for all those that are rallying around, for all of you out there that keep us in prayer, and please keep us in prayer. Those of you that have decided to help, and remember, we're going to continue on with the work of the mission. So we're down to one minute. So Ms. Trussell, is there anything that you would like to say to the folks out there? Yes, you said, please pray. Pray for peace. Pray for the Holy Spirit to reveal himself in clear and tangible ways throughout this ministry. Let our residents witness the beauty of Christ's body coming together. Pray that the virus did not enter our shelters. Pray that the virus would uh, halt here for all of us, right? That, Amen. And, and God knows. And God does know. And Know that your mission, which is who we are, will continue to pray for you, pray for the government, 
and God's peace over the land. And so until we meet again, my dear friends, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. You've been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.